Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do a stinking. Go on. Introduce us. Stinky, stinky arse. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening and you are listening to The Thailand. Sorry, I don't know why I added the. The, so, I know, that really threw me off. Sorry. That's my fault, guys. Um, something that has uh, sort of dawned on me, actually, is that the last few episodes that I've actually been introducing the podcast never actually mentioned our names at the start. We just sort of always jump straight in. When yeah. you used to do it, Mr. Donnelly, we were we were pros of it, cause, but I haven't done it, so let's do it. Hello, I'm Chesney. I'm Jordan. And I'm Abby. Yes, welcome to the Tight Lads, and we're having a little fitness special. We haven't really done... A massive amount of fitness stuff in the second season, where it was sort of our bread and butter in the first season. Would you all agree? Yeah. Oh, yes. So we are bringing it back with a little chat. Bring it back. Uh, we're going to have a chat in a little bit with a wonderful West End actor by the name of Tom Brandon. If you want to give us any sort of insight on Tom Brandon, uh, Jordan, that'd be great. I made a new friend. Did you? His name's Tom Brandon. He's currently starring as The Hard Man. Inquire of Man at the Arts Theatre in the West End, uh, playing to packed out audiences, all leaving with a smile on their face <laughs> and a jaunt in their hip. I actually um, was in town the other night. When I actually was in Choir of Man. <laughs> no, when people were coming out of Choir of Man and they were all saying, oh, it was brilliant, and they all seemed really it's, happy. Yeah, it's, um, it's a show that you didn't necessarily know anything about three months ago. And now it's one of those shows that kind of everybody's talking about. It's got a lot of hype around it. Um, and yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to Tom earlier today. I um I actually played a Choir of Man song on my radio show like six months ago before I'd even heard of what Choir of Man was. Mm-hmm. I just found it on the library and thought, oh, this sounds cool. I'll pop it on. I didn't actually even know it was a musical. I thought it was just some weird like... Like, you know, like when you get those like the Barricade Boys. Yeah. Like, I thought it was that covers, kind of vibe. Yeah. And then I realised, oh, it's an actual full show. Mm. But no, I do agree. It's one of those shows where people either like love it and know everything about it, or they've never heard of it. As I said, it does seem to be um, growing a rabbit, rap, rap, a rabbit, rabbit, <laughs> a rap, rabbit, rapid, rapid fan base, Is rabid fan base, not rabid. rapid, not like they're all really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it only attracts she has the sprinters. Shut up. You know what I mean? People like it. Like Rayman <laughs> Raving Rabbits. Did you ever used to play that game when you were younger? Nope. Oh, nope. what a game. I played Wii Fit. I remember it. Wii Fit. Wii Fit? We used to get on the board and it went, get off me. You would do your little thing and it was like, oh, you are 15 years old and your BMI is 37. <laughs> well, you no, are it overweight. never did that for me because I came up with a really good hack. Where if I put my hand on the fireplace and leaned into it, it would like take a solid four stone off. <laughs> and so I would do it right before my ma came in. It would register what the weight was. And then she'd come in and go, oh my God, you skinny mini. <laughs> and i go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turning around eating a Mars bar. Yeah. yeah. All I did was the hula hooping. It was one of those things because you would play like, you'd play the skiing game, which was always really fun. Or there was yeah. the one where you could just sort of run around the island. Yeah. And then besides that, it was like it was like meditation. I like the step up one. Yeah, 
But then you had like the like yeah like the little remember the one that was like you just had to sit still for as long as you could. So my it favorite. Out, it didn't blow out the candle. Yeah. My favorite. In what world is that a fitness? You just sit on it. <laughs> sit on me. <laughs> sit on me. Right, fitness. That's a, that's somewhat of a link in. Yeah. I suppose. We Jordan, fit. you and me are both on different degrees of a bulk right now. Uh-huh. Should we describe to the listeners what a bulk is? I think we should. A um, little bit of science for you now. Weight gain is a very simple uh, equation of calories in versus calories out. Uh, if you want to gain weight, you need to take in more calories than you burn. If you want to lose weight, you need to burn more calories than you take in. If you're on a bulk, the whole point is that you are trying to gain weight and that is uh technically what me and jordan are both in different stages of doing right now so jordan if you would like to walk us through your bulking experience first of all thank you don't worry be brave i have been on a bulk for when are we now? about two months it's been going all right very, very convenient to do it around Christmas time when you're eating lots of food anyway because it takes away a lot of the guilt that someone like me would usually experience over the Christmas period. And so it actually allowed me to... Oh. Do that sentence again. <laughs> it would allow me... Uh, uh, oh, uh, it, um, it actually allowed me to enjoy Christmas a lot more because I was actively trying to eat and keep up calories because of the fact I was on a book. Um, so I've I've rather enjoyed it actually, to be honest with you. But did you find it mentally tough at the start of it? Because I know, like, for, for to be honest, the entire time I have known you, all you've wanted to do is lose weight, mm. and so to have your trainer ask you to do the opposite. Um, yeah, definitely has messed with my head. Still messes with my head because for over well. For 24 years now, you've wanted to see the weight on the scale go down. So to all of a sudden want the weight to go up um, did freak me out a bit. And I did say to my trainer, I was like, am I supposed to be freaking out constantly that I, my, the scale's going up? Um, and he kind of said, you know, you need to see the bigger picture and you need mm -hmm. to understand what the end goal is. And because we are technically trying to be careful with this bulk, it's not like I'm just eating rings around me well I kind of am but <laughs> it's not that's not the idea of yeah it. the idea is we're kind of being careful with um slowly adding more calories so that I still appear relatively lean mm -hmm. um because I'm hopefully building muscle at the same time etc etc um but yeah it has messed with my head um even though I've enjoyed having loads of food I kind of prefer to be on a cut um, which is the opposite of a book, just because I kind of, I don't know, weirdly feel um, irresponsible being on a book. Do you worry that you're kind of going to slip into old habits? 100%. Or? And it's kind of, <clears throat> when you're on a cut, I feel like, especially if you, um, let's say you find out that you all of a sudden have a dance call tomorrow, which is an unlikely thing, because most of the time if I ever get an audition, I find out about it the day before. If you're on a cut and you're actively in the, like, at the, if you're actively kind of trying to be as lean as you can, you're not necessarily going to think, oh my God, I have a dance call tomorrow. I'll, I'll look at, look how big I am or, you know, whatever. Whereas in a bulk, 
you do think about that a lot more and like even i had um i potentially have an audition next week for a dance show and already i'm thinking oh god i really wish i had known about this because i definitely mm. would not be on a bulk had i known that this show was going to pop up on my radar yeah um so it's things like that that kind of make me prefer to be on a cut just because i kind of feel more ready for everything um do you think it's sustainable to be for you to be lean all the time as a performer um i feel like me being on a cut is definitely more sustainable than me being on a bulk mm-hmm. just because a bulk feels too similar to what my life was like beforehand and i've enjoyed the last year of kind of being like on a sustainable cut rather than like um really extreme eating behaviors one way or the other so before i went on this like year-long cut i would binge 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 not eat for two days binge 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 and it was just a really bad cycle Mm -hmm. whereas the last year has the first time anything's actually felt relatively sustainable Mm -hmm. um so i kind of would like to get back to that as soon as possible because i don't think i could drag this bulk out for much longer do you think you'll find like a maintenance next um I'm going to go back on a cut because the the point of me going on a bulk was to like try to build as much muscle I, as I can in that period of time mm-hmm. and then go hard again into a cut to hopefully maintain the muscle that I've hopefully put on but to then get rid of more fat again. Yeah. So hopefully I will um yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go back to a cut and then see what the crack is after that. That's quite a unique sort of opinion on a on a cut and a bulk, actually, because the, the vast majority of people that do go on these cuts and bulks always say, oh, I much prefer being on the bulk. I much prefer being able to just sit and eat and do whatever I want. And then the cut I find so much harder. So I think you might genuinely be the first person I've ever heard say that they would prefer to be on the cut than be on the bulk. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because I've spent my entire life, you know, being like, oh, you can't eat that. No, you can't eat this. And then feeling guilty for eating certain things. So I think it's just all of a sudden being in a situation where like you can kind of just eat whatever and not feel bad. Mm-hmm. It just feels slightly too alien to me. This is my issue when, I, when, when I'm bulking is that the only difference between me eating badly and me being on a bulk is the mindset of it. Mm. Like, I've I've probably eaten the same amount that I'm eating at the moment in a day when I've not been on a bulk, but it's because I've just been binging and it's been a bad day. Mm. But now that my brain is saying, oh, no, it's all fine. You're, you're cultivating mass. You're getting bigger. It's it's a bit of a strange one. This is my, this is my second bulk now. I did a bulk. When would it have been? Um, Summer 2020? That sounds about right. Yeah going into the end of that because i still did it when we moved into our new apartment um and i am a big fan of the bulk uh the bulk for me is just the best time i eat a ridiculous amount of food i'm having genuinely getting through a tub of ice cream every single night last night i had four mars bar ice cream bars oh good man just like literally shovel them on in a row just one two three four fantastic but then i still so i had what did i eat yesterday i made a pasta bake for that was meant to serve six i had half of that last night 
mm. as well as my um, Mars bar ice cream bars. Uh, for lunch, I had five boiled eggs. <laughs> That's just weird. Um, I just sort of deshelled them and, and popped them <laughs> popped them in. <laughs> Wow. Jesus. Uh, breakfast was a packet of the uh, Belvita soft bakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was in like a whole box. Yeah, as in five of them. Yeah. Five. <laughs> 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 um, so I'll be doing this for the next couple of months. Whilst I'm also now increasing um, what I'm lifting at the gym, um, focusing more now on lower rep, high weight, and also trying to go. Uh, two times a day for the for about three or four times in the week, which is going to be interesting. Uh, but I am already some seeing some results, as mm-hmm. uh, as you guys know. Well, not you guys, as my co-hosts know. I was just walking through the David Lloyd changing rooms uh, last week. And he's never looked better. <laughs> I, uh, I had a very egotistical moment. I can't lie to you. I just looked straight in the mirror and just said, out loud, <laughs> in the middle of the David Lloyd changing rooms, which you must admit have lovely lighting. The lightning and David Lloyd does do bits. But I I just out loud just said, I've never looked better. And then, <laughs> and then walked to the swimming I pool. I love that. I'm obsessed with that. I think about that all the time. But <laughs> it was, and that was like the second day of 2022. So it was like 2022 big energy. I love that. Do you find that you have more energy for your gym sessions? It, like the fact that you're going to be able to go twice. Like the food is fueling that. I feel like I'm more fueled because I'm actually eating before gym sessions now yeah whereas before i would wake up go to the gym and then eat after maybe on the way to uni or on the way to work whereas now like i'm getting up and i'm eating pretty much straight away yeah and i'm also eating quite late at night so the sort of the fuel period is there Mm. so i definitely have um more energy i feel like now that i'm actually eating a lot my i may have been under eating before um because the growth that i've received in the last couple of weeks is like quite substantial Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like i was not making enough growth before yeah to think maybe i was probably under fueling myself um so there you go take it even even us fitness professionals can get it wrong sometimes you're not qualified yet you can't you can't (sighs) smile yet (laughs) (laughs) you can't smile (laughs) Um, Abby, have you got any other, um, you got any bits you want to share? 2022 fitness goals or anything like that? Um, well, I have my own sort of, I think this is probably fueled by TikTok, but you know that one that's like January, February, yeah. and like goes through each yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've decided like this year by my birthday, I'm going to do it on the 17th of each month, take a photo and see if I can get back to what I was pre pandemic. Or even, I was looking back at uh, Jordan t- had tagged me in a video from. That would have been the lock, the first lockdown. When I was in the conservatory. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, who is the girl I see? So yeah, aim is to get back to that, and also not just like, aesthetically, but I have lost a lot of strength because I haven't been weight training, at all like consistently for a while because um, I just haven't got it into my routine but that is something that is happening in 2022 but I also just wanted to talk about not necessarily with me but I think it's quite easy after you've achieved something to be like look I did that 
like it's not easy to lose and also to gain weight for a lot of people and I think like especially on like social media and when when anyone really posts about like their journey you don't that's only like a snapshot of like if it's a photo transformation for example that's only a snapshot into the whole process and like you people fall off the wagon they have binges they struggle to eat the amount of calories that they need to eat to gain weight like it's very common and a common problem especially for people our age i would say Mm. discuss well i think with those video with sorry with the photo transformations they're the worst yeah for me you get like the, the the before photo is a poorly lit poorly angled like really unflattering shot of them pushing their stomach out mm-hmm. and like trying to look as bad as possible and then they have their after shot with like a full makeup team and a lighting team and they've got like branded sportswear on and they've like sucked everything in and, and they've done a gym session just before it mm. to act as if that's their brand new new them mm. and it's it's so misleading mm. and it's one of the things about the the influencer fitness industry that I that I so sort of coveted for a while that I now definitely want to get yeah. as far away from as I possible. I think it's a good thing to take photos for yourself for progress, definitely, because a lot of the time people can get obsessed with numbers and the scale, etc. Yeah. And I think it's good to look back on your achievements. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't post it because it's totally your decision if you want to put that on your social media. Um, but I think viewing that on social media can be quite damaging. I think, to see before and after shots. Agreed. Therefore, the tight lads will be deleting all social media <laughs> accounts <laughs> from this That's point it, on. That's it, we're done. <laughs> this is the last episode of the series, guys. Stay safe. Stay off the internet. Uh, should we have a little chat with Tom? Yeah. Should we get talking to Tom? Well, I was asking, I was asking yes, you. Yes, <laughs> okay, cool. yes. Let's get talking to Tom. Okay, guys, so this, <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is Tom Brandon. Tom. So this is our interview with Tom Brandon of Choir of Man. Perfect. Okay. So Tom, the first thing I'm going to ask you is what made you want to pursue a career in both the fitness and the theatre industry? And do you find it difficult to balance both? Um, well, I was, to be honest with you, I was pretty much forced into uh, um, being a performer when I was younger. My mum was a lecturer in music. Um, my family are all, my family are all performers. Um, my brother trained in opera at Guildhall, um, and so I actually, I mean, I was always, I was, I, I always knew I was good at singing when I was younger, like, but I never, I never really wanted to pursue it as a career. Um, I always, in my head, it was always like a, a, a backup. I wanted to, I actually wanted to be a zoologist when I was younger, believe it or not. Um. But I got to the age of 16 and I didn't really like to do um, exams and stuff. So I was like, you know what, I want to I be a performer. Um, um, and I was a bit of a disaster at school. I was, I never, I, 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 ten, I tended to get suspended and not, not show up, not do my homework, not, not, it was basically a bit of a rebel, a bit of a Dennis the Menace. Um, and so I did my own thing. Um, and that worked hand, that works hand in hand with uh, being a, an actor because you're, you're your own boss, aren't you? Um, and so when I was, 
when I was 18 and 70 or so Cummins and Yuri, I was I I looked into being a classical singer. Um so I, I applied to various schools and Trinity was actually the first I applied for and I applied for the classical singing course there. Um and it was there, it was they said to me they were like, look, you're great, but we think you your your more musical theatre than you are uh for this course. So they put me forward for the musical theatre course Trinity and that's where it all came like even at at that point, as I was 18, I, I hadn't even heard of Roger Hammerstein. I didn't know who Stephen Sondheim was. I hadn't a clue. Like, um, and now I'm the stagiest person you'll meet in your life. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to Trinity for three years. And um, when I was there, I, I, I uh, in my third year, I, I auditioned to Ram for the, for the what is now a master's, is postgrad diploma there. Um, and I applied there, and I actually didn't get in the first time of asking. Um, and they gave me feedback, which is something I'll get on to um, in a bit. Um, but they gave me feedback on which I took on board and I auditioned again a year later and got in. Um, and then, yes, yeah, that was in 2012, 2013. Ever since then, it's been um, go, go, go. Well, it hasn't really, I'm lying. It's been go, go, go since about 2015. That's two or three years where it was really, really, really difficult. The industry is, is very difficult, as I'm sure you know. Um, but now I've, I've been very lucky to find Choir of Man and um, uh, it's just opened so many doors for me. It's, it's um, the time, you know, our industry is all about timing um, and the timing worked out for me. And uh, yeah, here I am now in London, loving it. So yeah. Out of, um, out of curiosity, because it's just, it's a bit odd to hear someone say I was forced into being a performer. Usually it's the other way around. Hi, uh, hi, is that, what's that like out of curiosity to have a family that kind of pushed it on to you more so than you wanting to do it in the family going, what are you doing? You know what I mean? In hindsight, I wish I pushed myself more. Like, for example, my, my mum made me go to cello lessons, piano lessons, oboe, guitar, you name it. I can't play any of those. I can't play any of those very well anymore because I was a, a typical 15, 16-year-old lad who wanted to just play football and chase girls um but but um in hindsight i wish i'd, I'd kept at those things because they'd be invaluable to me now so yeah so there's a lot of oh i wish i'd i wish i'd listened to tell mommy you know i wish i'd I wish that so at the time i hated it i, I hated the the pushy mum kind of thing um but yeah i'm, I'm very grateful yeah, yeah yeah brilliant in regards to because you're someone that now works in fitness as well I always think it's worth asking people about kind of where their head was at at a younger age with their fitness, their aesthetic, all of that stuff, because these things change like the weather, you know, um, people's self-image and their self-esteem in regards to their bodies, like a yo-yo and it goes down, up and down all the time. In regards to your own kind of self-esteem and your um, self-awareness with your aesthetic, how self-aware were you in regards to your aesthetic when you were younger and then getting into a drama school setting? Did you become more aware of it and did you feel any kind of pressure to enhance it in any way? Yeah, in short, yes. Um, so you can ask Vicky Stratton, who's the, the head of the course of um, Musical Theatre Trinity Laban. When I first arrived at Trinity, I was about three or four stone heavier than I am now. Um, I was always I was always chubby. I was even bullied when I was younger for being chub chubs. People called me, um, and this is what I was saying about the first time I applied to um, a specific drama school. I um, 
I was told I needed to lose two stone, which nowadays, I mean, that was about almost 10 years ago. I don't think drama schools would say that nowadays because of because of social media and the way, like, if, if, if I think if you're told that nowadays, it, it would blow up, it would go on Twitter and a drama school would would, would face all sorts of allegations. Um, but yeah, so I was told I was too fat when I when I applied for my master's. Um, I went away, I lost two stone and I came back and I got in the second time of asking. And ever since then, that, that was kind of what, that was my getting into the fitness industry because although I played a lot of sports when I was younger, I was never really into to weight training or anything like that. But that kind of, when I did that, when I lost that weight, um, which was all by myself, I didn't get a personal trainer or anything like that. It was all um, just learning. Um, so I read books, I, I went online and then I took all my, my fitness um qualifications one summer and then i started personal training when i was about 23 it was about so i'm 39 so seven years ago and ever since then i've 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 always been very aware of it i've I'm, i guess it's so important to be the best version of yourself in the, in the industry and that's like that's now my casting like my i'm now the, the athletic one with the beard with irish athletic with beard so that i need to find audition for something i need to look as athletic as I possibly can, but like I'm, I'm, I'm never dieting anything like that. I just I, I train regularly. I train five six days a week. I look after myself. Um, I'm never like uh, I'm never uh, restricting calories or counting calories or anything like that. Everything in moderation is, you know, I I leave I'll have my cake and eat it. I'll I'll have a drink, but it's everything's in moderation. You know, you, I'll, you'll very rarely see me go for a pint after the show. Um, I, I I go maybe once every two or three weeks. Um, I've got my partner here at home, so uh, as well that helps. That helps keeps me out of the pub. <laughs> um, but no, she's also very into her fitness as well. So um, we compliment each other in that respect. And the fit and the, yeah, the fitness stuff compliments our our industry because you've seen our show. It's very physical. There's like you're running and jumping about all the time and um, sweating by the end, like absolutely dripping sweat by the end of the show. So. Um, yeah, it works. It works hand in hand um, with my my job on stage. And back back in the day, with you know all the drama school auditions and things like that, when you were asked or essentially told that you needed to lose weight, do you think that was just to be more prepared for how physically demanding a job in musical theatre is, or do you think it was more so to get you into a particular casting box that they thought you were capable of? Do you think it was more casting or just the physical demands of the job definitely wasn't the physical demands of the job because i i was fit i was still fit i could still run 10 miles i could still like i played football played rugby literally played for a rugby team in bexley at the time when i was at trinity um it was completely a you don't look great you could look all right if you lost a bit of weight that was kind of um and although i was it was like really hard to hear that at the time in, in hindsight, I'm 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 glad. Like it 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 gave me a, it gave me a kick up the arse that I that I needed. Um, and I mean, who knows? Like I've I've done loads of jobs in over the last seven eight years that I know is partly to do with my talent, but is also partly to do with the way I look. So, like I'm 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 grateful for the doors that it's it's opened. Yeah, I um, I obviously I need to ask about Choir of Man because you're you're currently in Choir of Man. But you, how long have you been with the show? Four years. Yeah, so I've been with it since uh, August two thousand seventeen. 
Wow. Yeah. In regards to Choir of Man, where and how did that journey begin with the show? And then has it changed much for you since day one till now? Um, so I was I was ready to do an arena tour of a show called Heaven on Earth, um, which is with Carrie Ellis and stuff. And I was in rehearsals for that. Um, and it wasn't starting. I got the, I got Heaven on Earth in March and I wasn't starting until September. And so I had a bit of a gap to fill in choir Basically, the, the, the uh, producer of Choir of Man approached me, asking me to do one of these shows he was doing called Godsmack. Um, and basically, the time it didn't work out because Heaven and Earth, and he was like, well, I'm also doing this show called Choir of Man at the Edinburgh Fringe. We don't really know what it is yet. It's nine guys in a pub. And we've got all this, these arrangements and we want to uh, make a show from it. <laughs> um, and so I did that at the Edinburgh Fringe for just for a month. That was the plan. And then it went really well at the Edinburgh Fringe. We started off in the streets of Edinburgh giving out free tickets, trying to get people to go see the show. Like 20, 30 people coming the first few nights. It's just like, is this going to pick up? And then by the end of the run, we were selling out 800 seats. It's unbelievable. And then from that, uh, the show was going to Australia in December. And then Heaven and Earth fell through in September and it fell through on like the Monday. And by the Wednesday, that was my deadline to let Choir of Man know if I could do Australia. So like the time, the timing was like, perfect because i i was i was in i was in rehearsals and for having her still getting paid and stuff and um went straight from that to choir of man and then it's just been non-stop since then i've done sydney opera house twice two australian tours two u.s national tours but then we opened it in the cruise ship on norwegian cruise line it's now on two of their ships it's the highest rated show on their fleet with fleet with jersey boys and six and all sorts it's just it's just blowing up massively and i know there's loads going on next year as well there's going to be like five or six casts working around the world in, in various locations so if, if, if you want a job give me a shout <laughs> pretty the right direction for um for you personally how do you because you've been with it now for a good handful of years how do you keep it fresh okay so typically there's audience on stage and um obviously now because of covid protocols we're we're back to um audience with masks on can't come on stage but typically the audience would come on stage um and we'd meet new people every night. We'd uh, with uh, Pina Colada um, and Teenage Dream. There's obviously an audience member on stage, and um, so we have to be on our toes. We can't, you know, if you're doing Le Mis or, or or Oklahoma or whatever, you're you're in a character. You're going, you can kind of go through the motions, and you hit you hit you hit uh, spot three, light three. You move over and you sing this harmony. Our show isn't like that. You've got to be alert. You've got to be on the ball. You're acting. You're. We're playing versions of ourselves. Um. So, the fact that we get to, and as well as that, being an original cast member, I have a bit of creative license to kind of, kind of do what I want to some to some degree. Um. So that kind of keeps it fun because I can change things up, um, where I wouldn't get to in, in other jobs. You know, if I if I did something, maybe the director would freak out. Whereas in this show, I kind of have. I'm 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 me. So you know, if I'm in a bad mood, hard man's in a bad mood. If I'm in a good mood, you know, um. So. Yeah, I guess that's that's the answer. I, I, I kind of have, have a bit of creative license to to do what I want and to and to add in little riffs here and there and 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 change things to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of um your character in the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the character description um because I do I I do find it quite interesting. Um, so in the in the character description for your role in Choir of Man. The character is described as a solid wall of muscle. 
able to deadlift your gran with one hand. So already it's, um, you know, there's some, there's some parts in musical theater where the expectation is that you are, you know, physically fit or whatever, but in choir of man, it's, you know, it's even written into the character description that this is kind of what is required of you because it's, because it ultimately is such a massive part of the role do you feel extra pressure to now be in the best shape and does it kind of put pressure on you especially around those weird times of the year like Christmas where you want to enjoy yourself but you're also thinking I have a show to do you know how do you how do you feel in regards to it now being your job I don't feel I don't feel pressure as such um I I'm I'm very easily self-motivated just kind of uh, I always have training goals and that's that that works hand in hand with with the show like that as I said that like that character description is literally based on me like it's not like I auditioned for a role that had to have that like someone who can deadlift whatever um and I wouldn't like people to think I wouldn't like people to be put off auditioning for the role for that reason because thing is like uh I'm I'm not gonna say I'm the only one, but I'm I'm one of the few people who have played my part because there's about eight eight or nine people who have played my part now, and um not everyone is is physically uh, like me. <laughs> Don't know how to word that. Um, <laughs> um so and the thing is with our show, it's not it's not very strictly scripted because we have Ben Norris, who's the narrator currently in the West End. He writes the script, so he will adapt things where where he needs to. Um, for example, um, one of the swings in our show, Matt Beveridge, who covers me, um, when he's on instead of me, his description is slightly different to mine. Um, and I can't remember the exact line, but it's something along the, the lines of um, he's, he's, uh, he, he, he's hard. He's the sort of guy you'd avoid in, uh, avoid in the pub. Like he's got a scar above his, his left elbow, uh, or is it left elbow, a uh, left, left eyebrow. Um, and he's he's barred from every every bar in Turin or something like that. It's just something about him being hard in other ways. So it's not necessarily everyone who auditions from for my role has to look a certain way. Is it in the back of your head when it does come to things like, you know, celebrations, birthdays, Christmas, where you maybe do want to relax a little bit more with food? Are you at a point now with fitness and health where you kind of just can be intuitive with everything and just enjoy? Exactly that. Yes um so if i i mean if i go like i went away on holidays to, to greece for a week with no training and eating probably double the amount of calories and wine of that i normally would um i was very aware of that and i was very aware of the time frame it would take me to get back to that kind of peak physique it would take me three to four weeks to get back to the same sort of um strength levels and and, and stuff but i would always um if i was like opening a say we were opening a show in America in in June I specifically wouldn't go on holidays in May because I know that I wouldn't look my best for opening um so it is kind of I guess in the back of my mind that like uh, especially especially when we're opening a production somewhere um I, I always want to feel and, and and look and sound my best because I, I always feel as well when I'm when I feel my best I sound my best like when I'm when I'm when I'm training and fit I always feel like I my, my singing improves as well um, I'm I'm very careful with my weight training about uh, technique. Um, so it's really important to keep breathing. If you're lifting really heavy, like if you're deadlifting 180 kilos, you've got a, a lot of people you'll see on on videos like powerlifters and stuff. You'll see them holding their breath. Um, whereas 
as a PT, I basically like preach the opposite. You've got to you've got to really focus on your breathing as if you were um, doing yoga or something. Um, it's really important because you can get a lot of tension in your neck um, from from lifting heavy weights. Uh, so yeah. Do you other than kind of being smart in the gym and knowing how you know knowing how to train? Are there any other things that you do to try to um, look after your voice, stay in your voice, especially when you're doing, you know, eight, nine shows a week? Regular sports massage. Um, I'd steam a lot. Um, stretching is obviously really important. Um, it's actually stretching. I Like when I was at, at college, I, I was, I mean, I was never flexible, but I was, <laughs> that's when I like, when you're at your peak flexibility. So it's just so important to keep up all that stretching that you do daily on a daily basis. Um, when you come from from training to not because like you lose it so fast and like but now now that I'm it's only quite, kind of recently in the last two years actually I've, I've started doing a lot of group training like F45 in this gym in, in Holborn called Unit um, and it's compulsory to take a, a cool down and stretch after every class and so it's only really since I've done that that I've got back into stretching and um, the difference it's made like in my um I just feel a lot freer, like not just with my voice, but just on stage. So yeah, like uh, keep stretching, <laughs> keep stretching. I go to a, I, we use a quite a man, a vocal coach called Dean Shelton, and he's amazing. He's got the most incredible um, vocal techniques um, in terms of stretching your neck, stretching your tongue. Um, and we, we treat his stuff as like the Bible. Like we, we do all his vocal warm-ups um, and a sh- kind of a short physical warm-up before every show. Um, and actually, when we did our first US tour, we we hadn't worked with Dean at this point. And there was various people going off sick all the time, um, losing their voices and stuff. And then whether it's coincidence or not, I don't think it is. But when Dean came on board on the second US tour, which was a four-month tour, we didn't have one person go off the entire tour. Um, everyone was in great vocal health the entire tour. Um, and yeah, it was it was a such a game changer. Um, so I'd recommend you look him up, Dean Shelf, and he's on Twitter and stuff. He works with all the top West End um, singers. Yeah, he's a, a bit of a wizard. Amazing, amazing. The uh, the last question they want to ask, it's a wee bit, you know, hippy-dippy, but here we are. The question is, what motivates you to keep striving and pushing yourself in regards to both career and your aesthetic? Like I said, I'm, I'm very easily motivated. Um, some people like, some people have career goals and a, a to-do list but I, I've never really had that you know in our career industry the sky's the limit um like I said you know I've performed all around the world Sydney Opera House like I, I if you'd said that to me when I was 18 that I would have done that twice like and and done the national tour performed at the Kennedy Centre in DC for a week like I've just I've done all these amazing gigs that I don't I don't like put barriers and and, and limits so I'm like I said I'm, I'm always trying to keep on top of my my game um and just keeping getting get, getting yourself out there, whether it's photo shoots or vocal recordings or videos, just all like social media is massive nowadays. Like it's so so it's it's like kind of sad how important it is. Um, but it's it's really important just to keep top of your game and and keep getting footage, recent footage out there. Um, and making sure that you're, like I said, on top of your game. Speaking of social media, Tom, you're someone that I actually think is very good on social media. I, I must say, I must say. Um, but I've I've written down um, some of uh, your Instagram captions, right? Oh Jesus! Some of my um, some of my favorites. There's only and um, there's eight here. There were a lot more, but are none. Oh. <laughs> and now it's down to eight. 
Because um, I think I think I do think you you strike a good balance between the MT stuff and the um and the fitness stuff. So these are just a few, a few I like. Um, grow through what you go through. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Focus on progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. What else? One. What other ones? Do you, oh, yeah. The road to nowhere is paved with excuses. Yeah, absolutely. That one. That one. Uh, that one cut deep. <laughs> um, there's. Oh, this one. This. Um, this is one of your more poetic ones. Um, oh. Best ab exercises. Stop eating shit. Yeah. Thought that was great. Yeah. Um, there's more to life than training, but training is what puts more in your life. Yeah, yeah. He went there. Yeah. He went there. Um, and one more that I really, really like. Um, this is, oh, and this is referring to um, how your arms looked in the picture. Oh, God. oh yes, um, I know it when you're sick. Call, call the plumber. These pipes are about to burst. <laughs> um, so really, um, really poetic. Um, really... Thanks, you know, yeah. a few of them real, a few of them got to me real hard. Um, so yeah, but no. Good. Tell everybody where we can find you on social media. I'm at Tom, at Tom Brandon Music. Amazing, amazing, Tom. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Jordan. My pleasure. Oh, Mr. Tom Brandon. Thank oh, you, Tom. So Andy cool. He is unbelievably cool. Far too cool. He's to be way on this too show. cool for time. Yeah, baby. He's got a fantastic fantastic social media and websites as well yes you can find his instagram at tom brandon music and you can find his website where chesney tom brandon actor.com lovely and just a reminder that you can catch him at the choir of man at the arts theater in london now jordan i've got another test for you oh where can you find the tight lads on instagram at tight lads underscore podcast well done abby where can you find the Tight Lads non-existent TikTok? At Tight Lads Pod. Correct answer. Well mm. done. Do you guys know your own social medias? Yeah. Abby, where can we find <laughs> you on social media? You can find me on all social media platforms at Abby O'Neill 17 You can find me at Jordan E. E. Donnelly on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my shitty TikTok account at Jordan Donnelly 97 <laughs> Do you have a non-shitty TikTok? Nope. Uh, hello, you can find Chesney, that's me, at Chesney FM on Instagram and Twitter. And you can listen to my Saturday morning radio show on Box Office Radio between the hours of 8 and 10 a.m. You can also find them in your hedge if you're looking closely enough. Now, we want to be able to make more shows like this where we get some fantastic people involved. <laughs> and to do that, we need a little bit of cash money cash. Because the Bank of Cold Trinity... Cold hard cash. The Bank of Trinity Love has all but dried up. They dry. They dry. I'm an actor. <laughs> they dry up. I'm an actor. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if you'd like to buy us um, a coffee, you absolutely can. Go onto that Instagram that we mentioned before. You'll find a link to our Ko-Fi page where you can donate some... Ko-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> right, guys, we need to stop. <laughs> guys, do you want to have us? Do you want to sing songs today, Jordan? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like Abby wants to sing. I want to sing um, Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge, Couché, Abbe, Moi, Ce Soir. Okay, go on then. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on then. Don't be shy now. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Ce soir. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? 
Oh, oh. <laughs> All my sisters say, Bolivar Kit. In the meantime, <laughs> stay. stay. <laughs> Tight. Tight.